This is Season 3 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Barry Berg is a larger-than-life personality in the Western industry. He's a staple, and he's helped shape the sport from the back of the cactus rope shop in Pleasanton, Texas. Barry's famous for foot races, good ropes, and good times, as well as a few catchphrases and a pretty tough heading game, too. In this episode, we're going to cover a whole lot of history and a whole lot of fun, and I can't wait for you to hear it. You're going to learn about the future, Cactus's new core rope, and the 30 years of technology that's gone into its creation. There is no one like Barry Berg, and I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. We'll get right to it. Before we get started with today's episode, we've got to thank our sponsors at Cactus Ropes. Check them out at cactusropes.com and stand by for the middle of this episode where we take a commercial break and I will tell you more about the future. Hey, Barry. You got to say hi back. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> they can't. They, it's a podcast, so they can't see you nod and smile at me. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's how this works. So, <laughs> so yeah. Quiet responses don't work out on the podcast, but you're good. Well, we've I've known you for almost 10 years now, and I think this is actually the first time I've ever interviewed you. We've never said, you, you just yell at me if I mess something up, but we don't normally sit down for an interview. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I remember, uh, it, I guess about 10 years ago, and uh, Larry D told me mm-hmm. that you were the smartest person in the industry, and I'm like, I always thought I was the smartest person in the industry, but uh, but really said uh, uh, she really propped you up high, and uh, we've never been disappointed, I promise. You have been disappointed. I think the first time I ever interacted with you, I ran your rope price $5 higher than everybody else's on a page about ropes, and you called and yelled at me, and I was scared to death because I didn't know who Barry Berg was and why he was calling and yelling at me, but you let me have it. I took it, I remember very distinctly, I took the price off the website, and it was like a markup, so your retailers look better or something, but my goodness. Oh my goodness, do you think I was in the wrong or was I in the right? You were in the right, you okay, were in the right, for that. Yeah. Okay. You, you yelled at your marketing director too, because you, you blamed it on her, you thought she gave me a higher price, but she didn't at the time. Anyway, I remember it, I remember every time I've messed up, I think, I don't let well, those. <laughs> from what LD says, it's not much. <laughs> Well, I'm glad at least LD has faith in me. I well, we it. all love you. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Um, all right. So how, tell me, before we get into everything I want to talk to you about today, tell me how did you end up in South Texas working at Cactus Ropes? Long, long story, but I was raised in the feedlot industry, and I was uh, uh, trained to rope by feedlot cowboys, and, and to this day, uh, all they ever bought was medium soft heel ropes and they headed with them and healed with them. <laughs> and uh, I thought that's how it was supposed to be, so I never could catch with one anyway. So um, long story short, I went to college and I met some people and they introduced me to uh, probably the number one thing in my whole life was to meet the Stevensons. <clears throat> and uh, oh, uh, Jack Stevenson. Uh, I got to uh, live with him in 1988, 
until he started the rope company in 1991. And then uh, I, I, I didn't go directly to the rope company, although I was there the first day, nobody remembers, and we, <laughs> dug, we dug post holes and stuff, and I'm like, I'm getting, my, I'm getting myself back to uh, North Texas. This is going to be bad. So anyway, I went back home, and uh, when they first started Cactus in 91, and I worked at a feedlot, and they hired somebody, and uh, Rob, Jack's son, he's still there, uh, superstar in the industry. He 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 called me about once a week. Hey, come back, come back. Let's let's do this rope company thing. So on July fifteenth, nineteen ninety two, I went back, and uh, and uh, I guess the rest is history. And it's been it's been an incredible, gifted journey for me. Now. Tell me about the ropes you were making back in 1992. Oh, uh, it's so crazy. Um, uh, we bought a rope machine from Neil Love, and uh, he gave us about 22-minute uh, lesson on how to make ropes, and we took it to South Texas. <laughs> and, um, and about five years later, we learned how to make a rope, and we were trying every day. <laughs> so uh, we literally finally, it's funny, that uh, we made two ropes. Well, first we made a rope, and we just call it nylon. And uh, we made a Catchy name. Yeah, made a rope called nylon. Then all of a sudden we had a good idea to put some poly in it, and we called it blend. <laughs> and uh, so we had a, a nylon and a poly blend. And then we, uh, we decided Mike Pylan, uh, he was general manager there and owner, and he said he decided we were going to put it in a catalog or a magazine, or we were just going to try to advertise. But they said well, you can't advertise nylon and poly. Uh, well, you got to have a name. It's like we got to have a name. <laughs> so uh, uh, we named our. We, it's funny that, uh, and I'm going to tell this, even though it kind of sounds arrogant or something, but I didn't do it. I'm just going to tell the story. I was all the time trying to make me a rope that uh, I could actually catch with. So every time we waxed was about every four or five days because it mm -hmm. took me, I was the only rope man. Mm -hmm. I was the only one on the machine and I don't even know why I was making ropes because we didn't know how to do them. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I would make six ropes for me and they'd go through and I'd just put my name on there. Well, the guy that was tying the tails, he started writing bad boy on them mm -hmm. for my ropes. And uh, which I thought it was cool back then. I wanted to be some sort of bad boy anyway. And uh, <laughs> uh, so then uh, whenever we decided to start marketing the rope, uh, we needed a name. And Mike's like, man, well, we don't have any names, so why don't we just name the first rope bad boy? And that's basically how the uh, first rope came. And then we, we named the blend Omega, and uh, that's, all, that's, that's what we did for several years. And then in 1996, was when Alan Bach came on board as an owner with, with Mike and Joe Matthews and, and of course Jack, and uh, and we really we knew how to make a rope then, mm -hmm. and our and it was it was a good rope and I remember um, Alan had won the world in '95, I think, or you know, and then he came in '96 in January, to see if he wanted to be a partner and we had laid out. A medium soft, a medium, a hard medium, and a medium hard. And I remember to this day, he swung them all, and he said, he said, uh, um, he said, these are incredible ropes. He said, I literally could win the world with any one of these four. And uh, of course, 
uh, me, oh, uh, me and Rob was pretty excited mm -hmm. about that. That's awesome. Do you remember what was the first world title one with the cactus rope? Is that a bit of trivia I'm going to put you on the spot with? Well, I wish you wouldn't ask me, and, and, and I, I'm pretty sure Rich Rich uh, won mm -hmm. a world championship, uh, his first, with our rope. That's and uh, he also won uh, uh, the Bob Feist with our rope, mm -hmm. that, uh, 96, 97, 98, I think. So anyway, <laughs> I, it's been a long time. You've won a lot of world titles been, one since then, so yeah, it's, it's been, fine. But uh, uh, we've had... Um, We've had Rich, we've had Alan, we've had Trevor, we've had Nick Sartain, which is an incredible year, and we've had Chad Masters and twice and uh, or twice. Yeah, he has two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, um, Sherwood, Sherwood. Thank you for that. And uh, see, this is where I should have put some notes down, but I definitely. <laughs> You're good. No, I. I had to list them all very yeah, yeah. oh I love these guys and, and when I tell you that I've learned something from these guys incredible guys with passion and and no sissy and just never blame the rope want yeah want to understand the rope you know I so. think one of the things that I admire most about you is the absolute sheer excitement and passion you have we were we happened to be in the same hallway at the south point last year to in 2018 and i was passing you headed back to my room and you were leaping like a little leprechaun man because nick sartain had just won more money than he's ever won in his career that was awesome uh, incredible time uh, he had came to uh, the rope company and uh, he was going to heal he had cut his thumb off i remember the day i heard it and uh, when I want to tell you about a warrior, warrior. Yeah. And uh, so he came to get his ropes for Vegas, and he had a plan. And uh, and when it came came full circle, I was ecstatic. Mm -hmm. And something that I, that we've talked about personally a few times is that the ropes. It wasn't an accident that those ropes worked and won for Nick in Vegas last year. Tell me about what you've kind of discovered and done with your ropes in the last few years that made the the cold desert of Las Vegas mm -hmm. and your ropes work in that kind of climate? Well, good question. Uh, the things we have learned, and I've t I told Katie Rice about this, we learned something last week. We learned something last month. We we go we're going to learn something next week, and I <laughs> promise you. Uh, what we've learned when we, well, we, we literally, the best week of the year, the best 10 days of the year is Las Vegas. So no, no, why wouldn't you want your ropes to be perfect there? It's the biggest showcase in the world. It's an incredible time. And of course, ropes are perfect that time of year. So when we, we made Thriller and Swagger and brought them to Vegas, oh my God, they were everywhere. They were perfect, win, 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 everywhere. And uh, from that moment till now, we, we literally doubled our knowledge. And uh, it's like, well, what about these? Well, it's, it's a knowledge we learned in manufacturing. And uh, we had left, if you knew how little of what we had left 
into the rope that we are now understanding mm -hmm. and and even uh, and I'm not I'm not going to take a ounce away from the future because it's the best rope we've ever made. I can't imagine selling another rope besides this rope, but <laughs> the manufacturing we learn with the future, we are now doing it in all of our ropes. So if you do a, cha a Pepsi challenge from last Las Vegas to next Las Vegas, you're going to feel it and you're going to understand mm -hmm. it. We, uh, uh, with Katie, we decided we wanted to uh, market First Swing all, all year. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how many times I've heard First Swing not even telling the people about First Swing. But the, through manufacturing and raw material chains, we've, we've found out that we control the first circle based on manufacturing. And what we had left on the table prior to the future was a very tiny thing, but unless you compare it to the future, you won't feel it. Mm -hmm. But you, your, your robot was always searching, and, and until you called the rope perfect, it, it literally, you had taken some stretch out of mm -hmm. it. What we, what we learned with the future and with the gift of a, the, the raw material change, the first circle, the first swing, the first circle is so pure that it's it's inevitable you will rope better. Is it top secret what the raw material change is? It, it, it isn't. I don't think it's top secret and everybody's going to know it. I just don't want to announce it. You know, but it's just, I don't want to announce it on a podcast because at Cactus, we're all paid by performance. Yeah. You know? So here I am on a podcast giving off our secrets away. <laughs> and uh, our, the, the, my co-workers, they're going to punch me right in the nose when I get back home. But uh, I, I literally want to say it's different. Mm -hmm. We weren't going to uh, – everybody's like, you need a new rope. Well, we need a new idea. Mm -hmm. We loved our old rope, but is there something better? Well, yes, there is. And we found out and we have incorporated it in all of our ropes. But uh, we, Oh, you did? So yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. I didn't know but that. But not with mm -hmm. the raw material uh, necessarily, mm -hmm. but with the manufacturing. And we, we spent money on an idea and um, the crew, very passionate. Their ideas all came full circle and it really made a perfect circle if you know what I mean. <laughs> so so explain to me more about why the first swing is so important. I mean what's what's it hurt to just go out and swing it a couple times? Yeah, why good, the question, got, good question, good question. Um and this is a very good question actually. I have a I have a swing that I have so many excuses for. <laughs> And uh, my first swing is not exactly good. And LD, I was talking to LD about it earlier, I was, and I've talked to Trevor about it. And of course, my excuse is I'm always swinging sideways at the, at the factory because I'm testing stiffness all day long, and I don't turn it over there because there's no reason to turn it over. It's not even cold yet. It's mm -hmm. on a... It's on a sawhorse, and I'm checking stiffness. So I, that's my excuse when I come across the, <laughs> the line. My first swing is like I'm in a rope factory or something. But, but the identity of the the identity of the first swing, bottom strand and tip, how obvious and unique, and it's not exactly weight, it's definition. That will literally fix your swing in the first swing, or even the, by the second swing, you're ready to. So Pearl. even you can your first swing is crisp with this. New well, rope. I'm not going to brag about my first <laughs> swing like I'd brag about uh, everybody at uh, 
uh, all of our people, you know, yeah. or about anybody. Uh -huh. I, I like it when the kids, uh, the homeschool kids, which I love them all, they come to Cactus and Rope. I'm like, that's all. I love your first swing. Your mm -hmm. first swing is perfect, but the confidence, the confidence that comes with the perfect first swing, and uh, the understanding of 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 why and when and is is so important to your consistency and your ability to improve mm -hmm. and uh, we literally with the future uh, the identity and the distinct identity of it is going to help everybody's mm -hmm. first swing now my first my favorite thing that i did in las vegas this year was have breakfast every morning with Mike Pilon. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things he told me, I said, how's the future coming? Is, mm -hmm. is it close? And he said, yeah, but I think Barry and Trevor are going back and forth about the weight a little bit. Mm -hmm. What kind of, tell Good me question. about the weight of the future. Well, I wanted, uh, and always, and I love to work with Trevor. And uh, what he was at, well, we were upside down on the swagger. <laughs> And he, I wanted him to do this size, and he wanted this size. And, and I think uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. But had we known what we knew now, mm -hmm. he did pick the right he one. He was but, right. <laughs> but, but in that time frame when he picked, I don't think he was right. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it still became our number one seller, mm -hmm. head rope, number one seller, heel rope. It has a lot to do with him, of course. But the rope was perfect in uh, January mm -hmm. and February and March and all that. And it's going to be better year-round now based on our manufacturing skills. But on this one, he went even further the other direction, which was a good idea. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going back and forth with him. Um, I want the next size up. He wanted one down, which he had never had a rope this small. And it, But it was because of the definition of the tip and the bottom strand that he wanted this rope. It, it has a unique weight. It's, you can weigh the rope and it weighs more, but in diameter, it's the smallest rope he's ever used, and it's the smallest rope a lot of our people will use, but it's really not about diameter. It's about a distinct uh, identity of what you feel on your first swing, second swing, third swing. All right, before we go any further into the episode, got to thank our sponsors at Cactus Ropes. Cactus Ropes has been one of the industry's leading rope producers for the past 25 years, and they're focused on creating specialized products for ropers just beginning to those winning world titles. Be sure to check out their new rope, The Future. It's a four-strand rope with Cactus's core technology. It's a result of a year of testing and creating with the King of the Cowboys, Trevor Brazil. Cactus used manufacturing practices to create perfect balance throughout the rope and an extremely identifiable tip. The Future is available at your local Cactus Ropes dealers and online at cactusropes.com now. I remember um, my husband and I were driving to a rope in one day, and I made a comment, like, I think Trevor uses a super soft or a super, super, he uses a really soft rope, right? Mm -hmm. Why does that, that lay of rope work for Trevor? Well, for one, he's an incredible rope handler. But I'll tell you, I had, um, he had asked me for an idea of a rope uh, the year he won the, the world championship with Patrick, the first mm -hmm. one. I made 10, and uh, we missed them bad. Like, we were shooting for a, a stiff, super soft, extra soft, and we literally hit Noodle City. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I told him about them. 
I said, we still called them. I'm not even going to send them. He said, I just send them. So I sent five. I mm -hmm. didn't even call the other five. We sent five. He used them at the NFR and won the world with it that year. Yeah. So, My husband was like, no way he uses that softer mm -hmm. rope. And I said, I will call him right now. He told me he does. And mm -hmm. he said... He made some derogatory comment to my husband and made fun of him pretty good. But, mm -hmm. yeah, he said yeah. something real men can use that kind of rope or something yeah. like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, he literally is uh, – He's a he's a he's a perfect one that he changes with the times. Mm -hmm. He's a searcher for sure, and he's searching for for uh, he's searching for mm -hmm. something at all time. In the future, he's going to use the soft. Mm -hmm. He won a world championship when a noodle that was a mistake, <laughs> and then he's used an extra. He's used a I'd say he's used a, a super soft explosion non core. Non-core, he used mm -hmm. super soft. When we added the core, he mainly became uh, extra soft with a uh, swagger and uh, explosion. And then now with the future, he's going to use a soft. And uh, But it, it goes right in line with what we try to tell. The smaller the rope, the sharper you can mm -hmm. be if the identity of the two components is obvious. Yeah. And so that's why we think that he's going to use a soft moving forward. Moving forward. In his semi-retirement. Mm -hmm. In his semi-world uh, semi title winning retirement. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying. <laughs> but, um. uh, hey, oh, I will say this. And I've told all my people I love, and I, and I love them all, and you know what I mean by mm -hmm. love. I respect them all. We went for a photo shoot for the, for, with Resist All, and while we were there, we were going to have the, uh, the future there. And uh, uh, so, of course, we're all hungry and we're working and we're going fast and he's photo shooting here, swinging ropes here, roping and dummy here. We're talking about diameter and weight and identification. And uh, then we get, I get to rope with him, which is incredible. And I had him a pin and, uh, and then I literally throw at a few heels and I heal a <laughs> pin. But he, and then, and then uh, Tufts there and um, a couple of more, uh, and he's got the, steer roping finals the next week and uh, so then they're tying his steer down and then he gets back on the hill and then uh, he just sent for 30 tacos <laughs> he never gets off his horse he's he's uh, running the steer comes back somebody hands him a taco and then he goes and runs another <laughs> steer and I'm like me and Katie's over here going oh, 25 gold buckles he won't even get off his horse for lunch and, yeah. and that's I'm not going to prop up Trevor on my podcast all <laughs> this whole time but I, I want the world to know it's not an accident no. and he's a worker and and I've learned so much from he, him. We did a video and photo shoot for Cactus Ropes mm -hmm. um, there in May last year and Preston has to remind him to eat, you know, mm -hmm. Preston that works for him. And so we, we, I'd called and ordered some pizzas. The pizzas went to Roy's house, but then we did end up getting them back down. And uh, he sat in the box scoring his horse, eating a pizza, mm -hmm. just back and forth, back and forth, scoring a horse. I, I was tired and hot, and I wasn't doing anything because mm -hmm. it was hot in Texas. And anyway, yeah, you're not wrong. That's mm -hmm. how he is. That's how he operates. Yeah, pretty impressive for sure. And now... Trevor isn't the only one on the Cactus Ropes team that's like family. You're very select. You don't have a huge, giant list of endorsers. Mm -hmm. You have just, you know, only so many. How does somebody cut, like, we get lots of letters from young kids mm -hmm. asking about sponsorship. How does somebody get to that level that they become part of the family? That's a good question. Thank you for that. Um, 
If I say that one more time, that's a good question. I'll, I'll try to quit saying that. But <laughs> no, I like I, it. I like, nobody ever tells me my questions yeah, are good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, I tell you, and um, really, it's, a, it's just a, it's a mutual passion for the product and for the industry and for the cowboy way of life. And uh, I, uh, in 1999, they, uh, Dennis, Dennis Carroll, he bought Cactus Ropes from Jack and Joe and Mike in 1999. I was going to fly to to spend a week with Dennis, mm -hmm. and um, to this day I'm so thankful. And I learned I can remember a few of the conversations, in the in the first uh, lunch I had with Dennis, and we were at a sandwich shop in uh, Cave Creek, and um, there was an old youngster over there with his granddad, and uh, uh, Dennis uh, introduced me, and it was Riley Miner, and uh, he was <laughs> in '99. He he. I wish I would have known the numbers. He was either nine or twelve, yeah, and and uh, Brady was in there somewhere. So, mm -hmm. uh, um, which I could figure it out if we had time, but we'll just go <laughs> that he was nine or twelve. <laughs> and of course, I he was in the sandwich. I bet he was twelve because I think okay. we, him and I are almost the same. Age, okay, so. perfect. Uh -huh. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, so, since I literally have been on the phone with him, even though I need to scrub his head every now and then for being silly, but. Uh, <laughs> He's a very good friend of mine, and I've learned a lot from him. And uh, I probably talk to him once a week uh, since 1999, and twice a week, and three times a day sometimes. But uh, that's how it, it all starts, and it starts with a mutual passion. I'll tell you a story. I uh, so many stories, and I know we don't have time, but oh, Jake, uh, Jake Long, and um, so uh, we, we. Of course, he's an incredible healer, and. We wanted to make him a rope so bad, and we made the game changer. And uh, uh, and of course, that year I think reserve world champion, and uh, just just you know, of course, that was we were a non-core company there, and you know the top ten healers in the world are are cores, and it's just like, and when you're on a rodeo road. People are brutalize you. It's your rope. It's your rope, and and uh, and and you know now that we know all the technology, they're not exactly wrong. Mm -hmm. The 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 bounce in a non-core and the um, and the the pureness of the the swing with a core is is true. But Jake, he fought through it and literally became one of the top three, if not the top healer of the world during this time frame when he was using a product that the world was telling him was not there. But it was a, and I, and of course he became a very close personal friend of mine during this time because I knew what he was fighting. And, uh, and it, it just probably led to strength of mind, you know. And then, so then when we became a core, I wanted him to transition, but the game changer was his rope, mm -hmm. and he wouldn't do it. And so right then, you know, we were we were just like, you know, our, I've got to I got to push something that I know is going to grow cactus ropes. He's still trying. He had literally mm -hmm. fought off the core for all these years yeah. that had built his robot mm -hmm. to who it was. And you know, 
uh, you know, some of his downtimes, I literally want to take some of the blame because of the the product, not because of a bad product, because of what it did to what I thought was a steel trap of a mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's fighting through it, and he was telling me with the cord, the loop was doing something that he had never seen before. And and he's a searcher, and he's mm -hmm. a passionate a guy about his his roping. And uh, so we started, we started, you know, we, he said, when he said it did something that he had never seen before, I, I trusted him. I literally didn't trust him prior to that because I knew the rope was a step up in, in, uh, in, in performance for the whole world. But then we started looking at the, the size of our eyes. And there was a slight wobble because our eyes were too big. With a non-core, you miss the eyes big. Mm -hmm. With a core, you miss the eyes small. And it's just something we had to learn. And right when, uh, with a non-core and the big eye, his lo loop was closing. But with the same size eye and a core, there was a wobble there. Hmm. And that wobble would cause him to slip a leg that he had never slipped. Mm -hmm. So right there, we went right back. We were bringing the eyes down, which literally helped us through. And I didn't give him credit at the time. And my my bad but the thing about it is and it's a lot of them and jake and chad and 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 matt sherwood and nick and blaster and i'm telling you all of them they're so passionate when they say something and you know there i ain't gonna lie there's a lot of sissies in this industry <laughs> but, and, and i'm not calling them sissies i'm just saying whenever you uh when you, you ask how do you get there i say mm -hmm. well for the most part we've never had a sissy moment with the people that are <laughs> are uh and i've been a sissy don't get me wrong but the ones that i trust the most as I don't have to. I don't have to weed through. Is he being a sissy or, or mm -hmm. is he being a cowboy? You know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for the most part, my people are cowboys. I trust them, and uh, and that's that's about how it gets to to that point. I love that. That's like the best thing you can say about somebody is that my people are cowboys. That's that's mm -hmm. awesome. That's mm -hmm. a really cool thing to say, Barry. Are you, are any of your people as fast on foot as you? No, absolutely. Oh, I will say this, yes, but they're not my people anymore. I fired them. <laughs> no, not really. They fired me, actually. But in Mexico, I've always heard, oh, my God, oh, uh, oh, uh, well, we took eight cowboys to mm -hmm. Mexico, and Jim Cooper was one, and that sucker smoked me down. In he the, did? Yes, and uh, he actually, I think he was eating a hamburger while he did it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> But he did he did outrun me pretty dang good. So. Yeah. But uh, no, I've had some good races down the stretch, and uh, I put uh, I, I made uh, Shane Sproul. Actually, I won 500 on Shane, but but somebody backed him, so I didn't have to actually take his money. Thank but, God for that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, but I actually. He said, I don't care if it's midnight or what, which I'm undefeated after midnight, uh, um, actually. And uh, so he says, I'm waiting till midnight. The next time you see me, I'm racing you again for my $500 back. So How did you become this foot racer? Well, Were you a track star in high school? Well, star is a strong word, but I did run track, and I had some good races. Don't get me wrong. But I was pretty poor in college, and mm -hmm. uh one night, uh, uh, I rolled a lot of dice in, in mm -hmm. college, and uh, I had lost all my money. 
So I went out back, and uh, my my best friend Kelly Miller, he started getting foot races up, and uh, I'd raced a lot. Uh, you know, I'd raced, you know, match raced a lot. Mm -hmm. But uh, when Kelly and I got together and uh, we literally had a, a system on how he started us and all that, I could get the jump and I could finish pretty good. And uh, I, I, I'd lost all my money rolling dice one night at a couple, they called it the Coyote Country Club in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. Went out back door, took my boots off and uh, won all my money back plus a lot. And uh, uh, somebody stole my damn boots that night. <laughs> And uh, so I went home barefooted, but I had a whole pocket full of hundreds by the end of the night. So. So when you foot race, is it always barefoot? Yeah, pretty much. Yes. In what kind of ground conditions? I'm a barrel racer. I'm a. I, I like. A, I like arenas. You like arenas. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I was running a foot race in uh, uh, Laredo, and uh, this is one of my good stories. And we were at a, actually in a dice game with uh, Kenny Leonard and uh, George Strait was there and uh, a few people and we was rolling dice and I got up pretty good. And uh, there was a guy that worked at, uh, uh, at L&H Pack for uh, Kenny Leonard and he played uh, safety at Baylor. And so pretty soon they came to me and while I was going, he was 10 years younger than me at the time. And uh, so there we was gonna have foot race. We was headed to the arena with the lights on and uh, I, I remember, and Billy Pops can tell this story pretty good, I was getting out of the truck and I said, George, you still got the rights to pure country? And he said, I sure do. I said, well, you better bet them on me right now. <laughs> I'm fixing to win this race, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'd raced a little more than uh, uh, this fella, and he didn't quite make it to the end of the arena. <laughs> and uh, I won that race, and I come to find out George had bet against me, but... I don't think he put the rights to pure country up there. So we can blame you for there being no more George Strait team roping because you broke George Strait. No, I don't know about that. But uh, but as long as we're on this podcast, I want an encore. I want an on, on, encore of the George Strait roping one time. I know, right? And uh, I, George, you won't have to do any of the work. We will do all of the work, but we need one more time. If George Strait listens to my podcast, uh -huh. I've made it. I hope yeah. he does. Yeah. Somebody well, send it to him. Okay. <laughs> Somebody text it mm. to him. That's awesome. Babe, what um what else can we look forward to from Cactus Ropes? 2020, 2021, mm -hmm. what do you got planned? Oh, we got we got plans and uh uh the crew the crew's gonna love this because they're chomping at the bit for the next rope just because of what we learned on this rope. But uh, we're gonna ride this future for a while, but we're not gonna put uh, Katie up against the wall like we did with this. We're gonna have plenty of time, mm -hmm. plenty of time. We had the next, the next rope and, and I'm not, the future is an incredible rope. And uh, we're here at Denver. And uh, uh, whenever you explain what the difference is and what you're gonna feel is, is a tribute to our crew and uh, the passion and uh, the, uh, this rope is, is, we're very excited about it and uh, the future is with the, what we learn every day and the next week and next year and is uh, as a tribute to good endorsees and good crew and uh, a good marketer. Heck so, of a marketer. Yeah, heck of a marketer. So <laughs> anyway, so we're, look, we're looking forward to that whole, this, we're happy right now, I'll put it that way. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for your time today. I appreciate it.
Perfect. You Thank you. It. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Cactus Ropes, for sponsoring this episode. I am looking forward to more shows like this one because I learned a ton. Cactus, y'all are amazing. You guys are a great crew. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Make sure you check out cactusropes.com. Follow Cactus Ropes on Facebook and swing the future. That whole first swing concept, you will feel it as soon as you swing the rope. You will know what I'm talking about. Check it out, cactusropes.com.